listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. First, if you haven't yet, make sure you check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash rangemindedpodcast. There you can get the latest about what's going on, photos, and everything else for the podcast. This is episode number 38, where we talk to two regular shooters at Independence, uh, Scott and Rolando, and we ask them all about their interesting job that uh, has them go into people's houses every single day that they work. And uh, we talk about situational awareness, uh, what they do to protect themselves, and just what the real world is really like when we're all out working. This is a really fun one to record, so we hope you'll enjoy it as much as we did. And make sure you subscribe to us to get every range-minded episode uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 38 of Range Minded, The Real World with Scott and Rolando. Hello and welcome to Range Minded, episode number 38. Already? 38 already? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Look at that, a chorus of it. Uh, my name is Mark Long. Still? It is. My name is Mark Long still. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. We're introducing ourselves. This is Ricky <laughs> Kasner. <laughs> and, and I'm Steve Zimmerman. Yeah, we were uh, we got a, some constructive criticism from a listener that said we needed to match the names with the voice. No, so now say it right. Ricky got the constructive criticism. That's right. Yes, we're Ricky fine. Got... We don't get criticized. <laughs> I also told was told that Mark has a very soothing voice, a sultry, soothing voice. Oh, geez, yeah. I don't know if I believe that or not. Is no, that true? It's true. Really, very soothing. Was it a man or a woman that told it was you a that? Woman. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm glad I can accommodate. <laughs> Sultry, soothing voice. Oh, buddy. So, uh, but we're not alone today. We are joined by two uh, wonderful folks, uh, Rolando Talamantes and uh, Scott Ron. Say hello. Go for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they said it together. Uh, Rolando, say hello. Howdy, howdy. And Scott, say hello. Hey, guys. There we go. Now we got the names to the voices, yeah. so Welcome, we're all guys. good. So, uh, Scott and Rolando are uh, our shooters here at... Um, Independence Indoor Shooting, and um, they also have a unique job-ish, unique-ish, I guess we could say. Yeah, it has its days. It has its days. <laughs> um, but your jobs actually require you to go into people's homes. Yes. Now, um, we'll get into it a little bit, um, but you know, if you're going into somebody's home, you kind of have... You never know what you're going to walk into, right? Oh, man. You have no idea. It's, it's from A to Z. You have no idea what kind of... Yeah. Every day is a gamble, huh? Yeah, it keeps it interesting. Now, there's a there's quite a few pr- professions that could say the same thing. You have realtors, you have home inspectors, absolutely. You guys that so we won't disclose your information. No, that's fine. We'll just we'll secret service we can, like them. Yeah, yeah we're uh, contractors. <laughs> in, in air quotes, contractors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to do that on radio. I'm not. That's right. Air air yeah, you have to say when you're doing the air quotes. So, uh, but anyway, um, so we're going to talk about kind of, you know, talk about your job a little bit and the responsibility responsibilities that come in with that. Um, you know, what to do maybe if somebody you know who's working on some in your house. Um, you know, for whatever reason, is coming into your home and, and kind of just everything that kind of goes along with that, because obviously firearms, concealed carry, um, go along all with that, uh, home protection, things like that. So, yeah, so let's dive right into it. Um, you know, we're not going to say specifically who you guys work for, or what you do, but it's it's kind of it's working in the service industry where you, you have to go into people's homes. Right. And you go Correct. home when it, people are home or not home, a little bit of both. Maybe just give us kind of an overview of what in, what that entails. Well, it's not some I mean, it is 
is going into their homes, but you got to understand that it's more uh, going into their personal space. I mean, there's times where you're going into their closets. They're removing their their dirty laundry, air quotes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're seeing what normally not the everyday person or serviceman will see. Right. Because of their not even their guests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, so let's just come right out and ask, do you guys see guns usually lying around? Not usually, but have you ever guys ever seen guns lying around or anything? And well, now, I, I originally came, uh, I moved here from SoCal. Okay. So... Um, Seeing guns here, it's not a big deal. Everyone has guns here. It's kind of second nature. But uh, compared to that, to what you see in SoCal, it totally tilts. Makes you yeah. a bit uneasy. I'm sorry, do you say that again? Say it, that again? It, does it make you uneasy when you're in SoCal? No, I actually like that I saw the guns out there. Right on. Because I'm, I'm so uh, pro-Second Amendment, I'm kind of glad that people are, are living that life because it's a liberal state. You, It's rare that you come across that. Sure. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And because then, you know, those people are actually protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. Scott, what about you? Oh, yeah. No, it's I'm just like Rolando. We were pro Second Amendment. I grew up with guns, hunted, not still hunt um, RSO here. So it's it's second nature. But usually we go into or myself, I go into a customer's home and I'm kind of that goober that, you know, they'll have like the guns sitting up in a gun rack. And I'm like, oh, that's. What is, nice, that? is that a is that a Mauser? <laughs> and it just it just rolls downhill from there, and then I spend too too long on the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it rolls <laughs> off into another conversation that you just yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. I was gonna say in in Idaho, it's probably a lot different because the attitude towards guns here is a lot different compared to a lot of other states. You know, Roland, I'm from Chicago originally, and so that was a place where you feel like you couldn't even really talk to anybody about guns. Mm-hmm. Here, it seems like everybody's yeah either got a couple of firearms or uh, they hunt or, you know, they're totally cool with it. You know, it's, yeah, a, it's a whole absolutely. different world. So what I, I'm interested in how you guys approach your job. So, you know, you, you think of yourselves like two weeks on the job mm-hmm. and now you've had x amount of years of experience in this do you approach the job differently so you start sizing up how does the yard look how does you know how are the people acting at the door when they welcome you and does you know are you kind of feeding off of those vibes to see if you're in danger if your life's in danger so you know yeah i i kind of do and to quote one of your previous podcasts I'm a strong listener. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, huge to hear fan. That. No, yeah, <laughs> the radio's broke. No, um, we're, so we're kind of a big deal. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're all friends. Um, <laughs> you to take what you said about you know your situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, that episode, you get a feeling when you roll up to a house, like you know, how, does it look kind of trash? And I don't mean to sound condescending or judge anyone or anything, but mm-hmm. you. You know, look how it's maintained, how people act at the front door. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of profiling in some areas where you're like, oh, no, this one's going to be interesting. Or, you know, you get to the front door and it smells mm-hmm. of, you know, cabbage and nastiness. And <laughs> <laughs> Call those the Vicks homes. You put some Vicks right there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just kind of gauge, like, when you first have customer contact, like, how are they acting you know, and just kind of get a lay of the land of, okay, like, what, what, you know, level or color do you have to be, you know, are you, I mean, I'm... Like the color codes of awareness? Yeah. Gotcha. Do you ever let yourself slip into a white? No. 
you're always at the yellow. Yeah, never. You can, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that you know the kids walking around and their faces buried in their phones. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just I can't live in. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't live like that. That's mm-hmm. so. I mean, we're kind of always on alert. I, you, Rolando, going from you know California, I yeah. can only imagine. Like how Ricky, you asked, um, what was it like when we first got in to the business? Mm-hmm. And it's just imagine someone who is new to guns, and the situation awareness isn't that strong. They're barely getting into it. Um, but as you get more comfortable with firearms and same thing with uh, this job, your awareness has to grow because you start reading people, you start reading your environment. Um, you, you know when you go into a house where <clears throat> your your senses just perk up, and you have to watch what you're doing. Yeah, um, especially coming from so- SoCal, it's um, situational awareness is like a ten always. Going to the gas station, you have to watch your six. Every, every, a flashlight is mm-hmm. necessary. You have to watch what's going on around you. Um, now, is that just working, or was that all the time in SoCal? That's you all think? The time. Yeah, um, there that I came from, it was once a like a retirement community. Mm-hmm. But it it changed. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, once Hurricane Katrina hit, they a lot of the they flew everyone into Moreno Valley Air Force Base, March Air Force Base, and the towns around it all became Section Eight because the government funded oh, wow. to to house these people, and the crime just shot right up. Mm-hmm. So um, going to the gas that was one of the main uh, reasons why we came up here. Uh, me family's coming from Texas, so I was raised around guns, that kind of stuff. Uh, I can see when people are plotting ways to get behind you, what kind of schemes you're getting to get your attention to look at this hand while the right hand is doing something else. You just are always having that mindset. All, everywhere you go, work, auto work, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, um, and doing what we do, we have our back to people all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, you can get some, for lack of a better term, we're in some vulnerable spots. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. our job requires us to sometimes get underneath the house, crawl. And I myself um, have been locked, not locked as in like, you know, get down there, I'm aware of your skin locked, but it was, <laughs> it was more of an accident. No um, candy, yeah, but, you, but you had, but that thought went through your head. Absolutely. And yeah. it was, it was kind of like, you know, I'm in under the house and um, it seemed like kind of just a fraternity house, a bunch of college kids and, you know, the crawl space hatches open, doors open. I'm down there, you know, running, running my lines and stuff and next thing i know like i come back to you know where the opening was and it's not there and there's because usually you can see like ambient light and stuff coming down you know where to crawl and i was like where in the hell and you have flashlights right yeah just locked in yeah and so that's the first thing went my mind i was like okay like who are these people it, it puts, puts the, the lotion, lotion on. on its skin. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Steve's on the same page. You guys are on the same wavelength. That's it, not it, it turned out to be an accident. Um, some of the roommates got home and just like, oh, the door's open. And let me just close this. And I got out and I was like, what? what's going on? And they're like, oh, sorry, bro. And So that sort of thing plays in your mind when you're put in those situations. Well, like, and so one thing I wanted to ask, um, you know, do you guys work in teams? Do you work alone usually? Um, how does that... How are you guys kind of situated that way, personnel-wise? We're usually alone. We drive around and uh, very seldomly we'll, you know, kind of wrap up at the end of the day and help each other out. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's one-on-one. Like mm-hmm. you versus who's ever in that house, pretty much. I mean, and and I would say probably, and, and 
would you say maybe the vast majority of people are probably very nice, very courteous, oh, that kind of yeah. thing? Here, yes. <laughs> <laughs> SoCal maybe a little bit different little story. Bit. You guys want to hear a story? Let's, yeah, yeah if right. you're cool with it. Story time. I got this call, and again, I'm in uh, Riverside County, SoCal. And I get there, and it's kind of a mid-50s gentleman. Uh, I go into his home, and he's a don't, you know, don't mind the, the party. Uh, we, I need you to come take a look at this. But please, uh, I'm sorry for the party. So <laughs> I, I, I walk in, and he has a house full of mannequins. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) In strange positions, like they're conversing like a party. Oh, wow. And as I'm walking through the home and he's guiding me where the problem area is, he's introducing me to these people. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So immediately immediately the ears, oh, man. Oh, yeah. If there's a drop cloth where I'm working, um, I'm tucking tail. Immediate red. Immediate red. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I kind of feel like he's trying to divert my attention, get me focused on what I have to do, my job. But I don't want to turn my back to this guy. I just, man, something's going to hit me back in the head, chloroform, something. I don't know. Yeah. But we're, we're thrust into these positions where we have no other... Right, because there's a there's a piece of equipment or a line or something that you have to focus on that's usually in the corner or in a closet or uh, like through the wall, right? We're usually oh, yeah. knelt down, you know, looking, trying to find the the problem. So we're very uh, vulnerable, if yeah. if that was the case. But yeah, we're. So what what ended up happening? Everything was, was cool. Was it, just it a lively party or? Oh yeah, it was oh, it was geez. it was lit, man. It was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You stuck around and made some book. friends. Oh no, I I cut I cut so many corners that job. I just <laughs> want to get in and out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's probably another thing too. Is that I mean, obviously that individual is probably mentally disturbed, and you probably encounter those every once in a while, right? And you have, I mean, obviously. You want to be professional and you want to respect everybody the same, but it's got to be a little bit tougher to deal with when you have maybe somebody who's acting off. There, yeah, you also got to look at, you know, like around the house with your with your mannequin party. <laughs> this one house I went into, it's just, I mean, the guy was nice. Um, it's kind of North End Boise area. So okay. That, that area is kind of artsy. I guess yeah, it's not too it. bad. And you walk into the house and we always see is these these pictures of like like cats or like animals like pets with like fake blood it had to have been fake blood on them god i hope so like yeah i was just like okay that's that's something and he was <laughs> i i don't know what to call it like pop culture it was there was just a ton of like weird um like stuff on the walls like different pieces of art and whatever and it was just it was just kind of a weird vibe and then it was nice because it's like, okay, we have to, one of those, we have to get in the crawl space. And we're like, yeah, we have to run a line through there. And he looked at us and he's like, you're not going in there. And I'm like, no, no, good, fine. That's fine. We'll uh, <laughs> put it over here. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it gets your, for lack of a better term, get your hackles up. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to, you know, it raises your awareness a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Is, is I was going to ask too. Is there any um, situation that you've been in? Maybe you look back. You know, because you guys have been doing this for a couple of years now, at least. Obviously, uh, where you kind of look back and like, I maybe shouldn't have done that, or I'm lucky that, you know, I got out of that thing. one. Yeah. You know, and you know, maybe not any specific stories, but just you know, anything kind of ring of like come to mind. I had, I had a house that was weird. That they had a, the windows blacked out. It wasn't even. One of those houses that was, you know, 
east west facing so yeah they don't you know black it out for the sun they wouldn't need the sun yeah yeah it was just it was very dark all the time Mm -hmm. and i don't know it just the guy was kind of off but i didn't think nothing of it and i think i just just had started i was Mm -hmm. like a year or two in and i'm just like okay yeah and then i look back on it i'm like that could have been my permanent home like i don't know it was just an odd feeling now that I think about it. So yeah, yeah. Now I have a question as far as weapons. You can't carry weapons, probably. We can't carry. I firearms. cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's my that's my thing is it's like so you have to you have to go through a battle. We're fortunate. Well, I'm fortunate where I work. I I have to it, I have to carry a firearm. That's my that's part of my uniform. Yeah. So, um, but. A lot of places you have to you have to there's a battle that goes on it's either you get fired or hey you protected your life potentially if they ever found out you were carrying a concealed firearm right so it's, you have to deal with with uh, company policy versus you yeah know, it's and, not against the law right and, and we've touched on that policy. a little bit um and so let's let's talk about that maybe to the best of your ability what is yeah, the i was going to say hold on a sec i want to make sure that like because Obviously, their boss is probably going to listen to this at some point. So let's make he it actually, real, be really careful that we don't get anybody to incriminate you. Well, oh yeah. no, yeah. I actually I talked to him and okay. I told him I was going to be here. We were going to be here tonight, and he's like, "Oh no way! Where's what? What website's it on?" Because he's <laughs> he just moved here and um, back in Texas. That's all I did was like three gun competitions, mm-hmm. and he shows up and he's oh, like, cool. "Let's let's go run." You know, come on, we're going to go to do a two gun out in Parma and I was like yeah okay let's do it yeah and yeah so he'll he'll be eating this up probably but so let me ask you this what is the official policy for your employer regarding any kind of uh everyday carry shall we say no firearms no firearms yeah. oh so you're Clean, good. okay no firearms right yeah <laughs> no we, and we're allowed to defend ourselves um but yeah company policy is no firearms in company vehicle or on company property and plus it's in kind of a an insurance liability that yeah. something yeah. was to happen which yeah I that mean, it obviously know. could compromise the company in, in many ways so that's understandable yeah so it's that's that's a no-go but i mean we if you look at it we've got you know screwdrivers mm-hmm. we carry them tool belts and stuff that's that could be a weapon multi-tools that kind of stuff oh yeah I, I carry a knife. Hey, I usually carry a pocket knife as well. Yeah, a f- just a yeah. pocket folder. They're super versatile. So you Everywhere probably use them every day. So yeah, like I cut tape and. Well, yeah, we talked to we talked to uh, Adam Boyce about that. We had a uh, an instructor, a knife instructor named Adam Boyce of uh, Spartan Mode, and uh, Steve and I went and took his class and teach you kind of how to defend yourself with a knife and also a lot of improvised weapons. And so it's it's not necessarily whether or not you have a weapon on you; it's what you can find around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like you said, you get you know screwdrivers and tools and things of that sort. So. Um, you know, if something ever happened, I guess you can you can rely on those. But you know, I think you know your mentality is is a lot different. And and that was another thing I wanted to ask um, was that you know you guys have done this for a while. How has your um, view on society maybe changed and just people in general? Do you find that because of maybe all the weird stuff you've seen or, or the maybe the sketchy situations you've been in, you know, for your job? Um, you know, SoCal notwithstanding, obviously, but um, do you find yourself kind of a little more aware of your surroundings just every day? Oh, yeah, all, 
I've been that way. I think SoCal's made me that way. Uh-huh. Um, just conscious of everything. And not to stray from the subject, but what you just said. As a man, you can kind of understand, like, all right, I have a service appointment coming, and your wife's home. Yeah. And the gentleman comes in, and she can see a firearm. How she must feel. Yeah. And if she were to tell her husband that, mm-hmm. yeah, a guy came in, he had a, he had a piss on his hip. I'd be, why the hell did you let him in? You close the door. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's true. And then on the flip side, us coming into the home with no ill intent, um, it's more protection from us than from, from them. So uh, we totally see both sides of, of, of the spectrum. But the back to situational awareness, to me, this is just my belief, um, the firearm's a tool. Absolutely. Uh, situational awareness is weapon number one. Yep. Uh, yep. If you're, you're right. if you're good with that, you can avoid any kind of conflict. Um, flashlights, let them know that you're there. You know, mm-hmm. it's the last yeah. resort. Firearms that, always the last that's resort. That's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Your your mind is the is the weapon, I guess you could say, and whatever implement you know how to use, whatever tool in your toolbox, so to speak. That that's all it is. It's just a tool to uh, to defend. Absolutely, it's 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 it. The job that we do, it has been for me personally. It's been I've realized a lot of things because I I was 19 when I started and I'm 32 now, so I'm not quite as old as Steve, but um, <laughs> nobody is. <laughs> that's right. Um, you're old and wise, Steve. Uh, I'm old in something. <laughs> um, I have realized a lot of things, and especially. You know, like I said, working part time here doing RSOing competitions and stuff, it it brings you more more awareness. And I guess I might go off into the weeds a little bit here, but it kind of it makes sense on how what I found like how the world like why there's so much so many issues like why kids are you know they got their nose buried in their laptops or phones everybody's on facebook they care about instagram likes um that's the kind of you know generation and and parenting you know i have kind of noticed you know they would rather i don't know how many times you've hooked up you know like five um i guess we won't go into that but (laughs) (laughs) um people are more apt to use technology as babysitters i guess you oh, should absolutely. say and Definitely. it's i couldn't i couldn't like disagree with that with like more than i could it's just people need to you know go kids go need to go play outside and fall out of trees and get hurt and you know that's kind of how it seems like we all grew up yeah and it's really sad if you think about it all the the literature and stuff that's being neglected like Kids don't read To Kill a Mockingbird or anything like that anymore in school. They'll have to do a report on Mark Zuckerberg. Big deal. So what? who's that guy? You know what I mean? That, it's sad. So what? what's this next generation and, and the generation after that going to have to deal with? And how are they even going to cope when all they're used to is playing on their phones? Well, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in, in school, we were learning how the this fear of of parents let letting their children explore the world around them is shrinking every day mm-hmm. for good reason on something so if you think about like back in the 50s that the sphere of their children being able to play without their supervision might have been a mile 
you know, well, a mile. They could have been out in the hills. They could have been running in the hills and going to their, you know, that, that hot springs down. And then as you go down in the decades, that sphere shrinks. And now it's like you could barely even let your kids out in the front yard but the, the sad without thing, worrying. The sad thing is, is that may be more perceived because statistically um, – we're more safe now than we were in the sixties and seventies. Well, yeah. I mean, you do have that. So you have the perceived risk, mm-hmm. you know, versus the actual risk. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if is, is the NC and, and that's where you say, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation. So is it because of parents being more aware and keeping their kids in that statistically we are safer or is it, you know, because the predators have less to prey on. Well, does and that I make think, sense? I think too, because of the media, everything just just like we've talked about before, the twenty four hour news cycle, everything seems much worse than it is. When all we see is hatred and death and and evil, then of course we're going to perceive our world that way, which is sad. And yeah, honestly, that's why I do like living in Idaho because it's. I mean, it's still bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we have crap going on this side of the state all the time, but it's, this is still an awesome place. I mean, I grew up here. I remember as a kid, we'd never lock our doors. We'd go out of state for a week and never have to worry about anything. Our neighbors cared about us and we cared about our neighbors. Um, it, it's sad now, like you're saying, where you all get buried in our own social network or quotes, right? And that's all, that's all we care about is how many likes I got on my stupid picture of breakfast this morning. Well, I will have you know, Steve, <laughs> that neighborly uh, appreciation is not dead. So I live in uh, in my neighborhood. I have two neighbors, and uh, one of them actually – now, I will say that they're both retired, so mm-hmm. they do come from a different generation. But yeah. one of them actually brings my cans to the front of the garage door every day, and he's like – he'll he'll plow my uh, – driveway for me he even helped me get the leaves and stuff and then if i ever leave the garage door open or my girlfriend leaves the garage door open uh when we leave for work he'll call me and see, my other neighbor will call me and say hey did you leave your garage door open blah blah blah, blah. oh yeah thanks do you mind going to close for me yeah no problem so it's like it's that's not you yeah. know that's not completely gone and you know like if i'm out mowing the lawn or something um you know, and I see a strange car and people are getting out or something like that and going to the, the door or whatever, I'll keep an eye out for them. So it's not dead, Steve. That's good. <laughs> maybe, maybe for people who live next to uh, other neighbors that are younger or of a different generation, but I'm fortunate to, to now, have some what, older neighbors. What, how do, do you live in an older an older house? No, a uh, house was built in 04, so okay. 15 years old, 14 years old or whatever. Um, it's a newer neighborhood-ish, but yeah, it's it's. I live also live on a cul-de-sac, so I think that helps. Come you live know, in your neighborhood, man. It's I a nice neighborhood. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like it either, so he's, he's uh, yeah, my neighbor's maybe, the... Maybe Mark can ask his neighbor to go over and rake your leaves. Yeah, he'll just ride his tractor over there. I'll give you my information <laughs> after we're done. <laughs> um, so, but uh, Rolanda, you brought up a good point. Let's flip it around a little bit. Um, you know what? What do people? What kind of reactions do you get when people? Um, you know, answer the door. Are there is there have there ever been times where people freak out, or have you had any like anybody act aggressive? Um, because and you may. <laughs> You're smiling. We, yeah. We've been at this job like over 10 years. So yeah, you've seen it all. We've, we've got stories. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> again, I always refer back to the SoCal. Yeah. Um, there's certain areas where they know, um, I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So the, the area was majority color. 
okay. and being known not to send the Caucasian. Whoa, uh, whoa. Hey, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm you saying, it. I'm saying it to your sensitive you ears. That that Please no, use air quotes. Oh. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I'm not offended. <laughs> so, uh, at the time, well, without dis- discussing what we do, we have to uh, disconnect someone from service. Okay. Um, the, the tenant didn't like it. I have to do it. Um, so, at first, he approached. He had a long dagger. Oh really? Jeez. Yeah, he came out. You know, That's he was old school. Yeah, he came out, <laughs> rusted blade. Oh jeez. Threatened. You know, he need to put it back on. I'm sorry, man. So he came closer, and I said, "Up, you sure you want to do this?" So, uh, I kind of have a way with words, kind of de-escalating the situation a little That's bit. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. So. That's uh, good. Um, but then I've had moments where I'm doing the same thing, and one time uh, a tenant got aggressive and tried to choke me from behind. Really? Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not. It's amazing that people are that that hooked on their. I'll believe it. I believe that too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't get away from it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what we were blinking. I was like, he didn't cuss. What are you talking about? Service. We'll just say it's amazing that people are so so hooked on something that means very little in their lives that they're willing to hurt somebody else's life. Yep. Or even take somebody else's life right. well, the for that thing. The interesting thing is it's a consequence probably of their own actions if they don't pay their bill. No matter what it is, no matter what service coming it, into your home, if you don't pay your bill, they're going to turn it off. Right. It, a lot of it goes into the intimidation factor. Like They have no ill intent to actually hurt you, mm-hmm. but they'll let you know that you need to turn around with the threats and intimidation. And a lot yeah. of people will... If I said, okay, not a problem. And then just... Do you ever say, hey, well, you can get this in jail? Don't worry, it's free. It's free, free in jail. If you go to jail, it's free. You don't even have to pay for it. Um, another thing I was curious about was, um, you know, when you guys got hired or, you know, through your your uh, careers, have you gotten training about dealing with aggressive customers or anything like that? It's, or are you kind of on your own about that? A lot of it's basically if, if they get aggressive, just, you know, swatch just, away. yeah, kind of walk away, just calm, don't, you know. And start throwing plates and you know cups and stuff at them, but yeah, just kind of kind of back away from the situation and and leave, and then just call your your supervisor and just kind of make notes and stuff. Explain so, the situation, kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. where that de-escalation comes in. You know, just kind of diffuse the problem, let them know you know it's not worth it, and walk away if you can. Uh, the situation that he kind of tried to choke me, there's not a way out of that. Yeah, I just kind of had to flip him over and kind of hold him down. Really? Yeah, he was an older gentleman, so I mean, it wasn't very hard, but right, a little, little, little bit of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Uh, now, Golden Gloves over here. That does that does bring up a, a point, and I know Steve was trying to talk, and I cut him off, but oh, we'll yeah, get thanks, back to Ricky. him. Um, <laughs> but do you have any females that do the same job you do? No. Not would, in it, our would it be hard for yeah. them? I, I I've met some. Uh, we have a training center, and uh, during the training center, we had a female. Um, co-worker mm-hmm. and uh, while talking to her she's talking about some of the situations that she has to deal with um, she'll walk into homes and the men are exposing themselves just kind of oh geez it's a different it's the same kind of scenario but they kind of get the worst because she has to call yeah. a male counterpart I can, to I can see that be pretty difficult yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not a very female appealing job like it's not a yeah uh, I it, think because we have different systems um 
throughout the U.S. There's a few of them, and there's I think there is a couple female technicians, and out of you know the majority are mostly men. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, but so even even genders aside, I mean, Scott, you're a pretty tall individual. I have been called a large American. Yes. <laughs> if anybody um, comes to the range and sees a seven foot Viking yeah, so with long red if, hair, if you can't imagine what he looks like, think of Chewbacca. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop it. Uh, now I'm offended. No, <laughs> I like to quote the movie either uh, Thor, yeah, yeah, or now no, a recent yeah. one, Aquaman. That's right. right. Yeah. Yes. yeah, but Rolando also. I mean, you you look like you can handle yourself pretty well. You, you know, it doesn't look like anybody would mess with you. You know so what I mean? Golden gloves. Was that a sarcasm or no, was that real? No, I, I can handle myself. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you got. But let me let me put it this way: it, it, neither of you would be an appealing target for a criminal. But maybe uh, I, I would. I'm a small guy. I think I, I'm, and I'm just he's, saying. You're wiry. I'm he's, wiry. He's wiry. Well, you yeah, don't know. I mean, maybe I'm lethargic. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just roll over dead. But but for real, like size does. I think would matter if I if like you going into you you have that dagger pulled on you. They're gonna they're gonna deal with you a different way than what they would have with me, right? Right. But you do get into verbal judo, and that's that's really important. Of like, how can you how can you talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, can you deescalate? Can you, you know, one up them a little bit with your your verbal judo? It, and, I I did have a situation kind of like that, and again, it was kind of an older gentleman and had problems with his service, and not interesting. Like he would go into the office. He locks the door to his office, and he says, you're not leaving until that's fixed. Mm. And no I was good. like, I looked at Happens him, and often. I go, you want to do this? Like, really? I'm, <laughs> I'm literally like five times your size. <laughs> and it was a simple fix, and I was like, "Don't you don't need to threaten me. And I fixed it. It was a wrong cord or something. It was literally two seconds. And, you know, he got all fl- like frustrated. Oh, what? How did you do that? And I explained to him, and I was like, "Hey, listen, don't. I'm here to help. Don't threaten. Don't threaten us. You know, yeah. we're you called us to help, and we're here." And he kind of he apologized, and I was like, I, "He kind of had me going a little bit. Like, ah, oh, this is it. I'm gonna throw him through the window." He had your Jimmy's <laughs> Russell. Yeah, I was like, "I'm gonna use the the ruler over there, and I'm gonna use the <laughs> the computer screen. I'm like, it's go time now." But you but. said, Rolando, that happens with a with a surprising degree of frequency. It happens all the time. I mean, you you get irate customers that are sick of dealing with repeat calls. Yeah, and so yeah, they'll sure. sometimes block the door and say, "You're not leaving until you fix this." I mean, that's just, that's and so then, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, you know, it can be a luxury. Like, technology is a luxury and don't get, there's other stuff to get mad over. Right. Mm-hmm. Right away. First thing I always say is, are you sure you want to say that? Because literally, <laughs> that is considered kidnapping. You're, you're, you're committing a felon right now by saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And then automatically, oh, uh, like they weren't aware of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So and 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 because not only I mean yeah you're going into people's homes and stuff but you're dealing with the public as well and you're dealing with people and so you have to you have to be as professional as possible all the time right yeah. and so what have you you know we've talked about de-escalation a little bit what do you think um, both of you guys is the biggest thing you've learned to either de-escalate the situation or to deal with somebody um, who's being irate or aggressive or something like that um, what do you think's the the biggest thing you've learned to deal with those issues. Uh, to read the individual, uh, uh-huh. there's different ways that they may be irate. If they're just using their words, you know that you're not going to, it's just be more verbal than anything. But when he starts getting aggressive, then you're, uh, 
to me personally, and Clint, if you're listening, you know, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I don't show fear in someone if they're going to be tried to intimidate. Like, goes back to that intimidation factor. Yeah, I'm scared if, right now. If, so. if they know that they can intimidate you and you're kind of, you know, falling to them. Submissive. If yeah. You're acting submissive, right. They know that they can kind of get the way and push you around. If you kind of stand your ground and tell them that this is how it's going to happen and I'll do what I can and you need to step aside and let me do my job, they tend to understand a little bit more. Now, as far as intimidation or, uh, you know, not showing the fear, what I think of, too, is you pr- you guys probably have to go in and kind of think, okay, well, you know, this could be it. They they That guy's already showing a little bit of frustration or whatever i'm just thinking of like if you go in and completely in the eh, you know nothing will ever happen they may say something like you're not leaving until you fix this and you're just you're you're it takes you two minutes to pick your jaw up off the ground like did they really just say that Mm -hmm. but they and they they read that as fear they read that as you don't know what you're talking about so i'm or you know what you're going to deal with and so they kind of, you know, can get the one up on you. But if you guys come in and you guys have already played through this in your mind, this situation, and you've already dealt with it several times, um, I think that you guys are probably going to be faster to react yep. and and know the words to say. Yeah, it's I, I love dealing with people and I reading the end what are you looking at me like that for <laughs> if you know Scott you know why I'm looking at him <laughs> I hate everyone equally no, um, no it's it's I'm, I consider myself a people person and you read the individual read their body language and how I've yeah. de-escalated a lot of irate people they weren't you know threatening me and just, just kind of not so much giving, like telling them what they want to hear but just reassuring that you're there to fix the problem. A lot of people actually do kind of, because I don't, you know, okay, I'll, I'll fix it and I'll do whatever you want. No, it's like, hey, I'll, just let me do this. You call Get out me of here. my way. Yeah. <laughs> and people are actually really responsive um, to that sort of like, oh, okay, he looks like he's, a, 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 you know, um, assertive. He's got the situation under control. You're confident. Uh, yeah, confident. That's mm-hmm. got his head screwed on straight. Yeah. Right, most days. So let me ask you this, and you guys can neither confirm nor deny if necessary, but when you're off the job on your own personal time, do you guys conceal carry? Every day? 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So do you think as, uh, you know, do you think that your job has helped you with situational awareness and reading people, uh, you know, when you're concealed carrying? Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. I've I've got partial thanks to give to my dad for that one. I had a, he was a uh, Vietnam vet, eighty mm-hmm. second Airborne, and I had an interesting childhood. You know, he was during the uh, Clinton era. He was, you know, I couldn't go to school and just enjoy recess with the rest <laughs> of the kids. He's like, you know, wear you wear a watch just in case EMP strikes, and then you come home with the powers out. You know. Just kind of stuff like that. Watch out for black helicopters. And so I kind of got used to the whole watching people. Um, watch what they're doing. Um, pay attention. Like, watch people's hands. Especially at the range, you're watching hands all the time. Because it's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, people can get careless, but... Um, and then when we go out, you know, it's just... It's the same thing. It's kind of a, a pro... Not a bad profiling, but profiling. Like, watch... If somebody stands out... You pay attention to them um, mm-hmm. and just be prepared. And then I think, what was that other 
those videos uh, um, active self-protection active self-protection yeah mm -hmm. transitional spaces like if stuff goes down where are you going to what's around you who's around you or you have that. a plan of escape yeah so yeah scott absolutely. scott can attest to this every time we go out to eat I have a we, habit. we fight for, yeah, yeah we, we fight, fight for the view that can see the front door <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys well, got each other's backs though yeah. at least so. and in homes do you guys do that so do you say okay that's the garage door mm -hmm. that's the front door that's the side door yeah some yeah. i will say some houses are quite large and i've gotten lost a few times <laughs> um but yeah it's just kind of you know you want to keep distance a lot of people are close talkers which i kind of kind of annoys me like, yeah. <laughs> but the know. lucky thing is is you're tall so they all have to look up to you yeah right? they're like you know they they're really talking to your their, chest usually yeah yeah or my shoulder my yeah. eyes are up here <laughs> way way up way there, up there. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ricky, were you talking about personal like at home no like if you go um, into somebody else's home okay and you're so you're you're talking about the egress you're looking for ways out right yeah at, at normal businesses okay but when you guys go into homes that's an important thing too right you don't yeah. know them no it's it's i mean just like a perfect example i had a uh oh, i want to get his rank wrong but he was a high ranking officer um and we had a gun talk and he was busting out all of his World War II weapons. And he's like, here you go. He handed me a 1911. I racked the slide, cleared it, made sure it was empty. And he's like, that right there. He's like, that's, that's awesome. And I straight up looked at him. I was like, I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, we go into a house. We don't know these people. It could be nice. But, you know, so is Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess could he was be a nice. <laughs> So. Yeah, it could be a front to, to lure you in or something mm -hmm. like that, yeah. Yeah, lure your guard. I actually, yeah. I have heard that, like, serial killers usually are the ones that are, like, really nice on the outside. I yeah. Have, you know. Well, that's that's pretty much usually. why I'm an asshole. <laughs> bleep him but see bleep that's that guy maybe i will <laughs> but just, see just that's turn off. that's the thing that's that's i think that's unique to your guys's job um you know is that you know we're working at the at the shop people come into to the gun store here you know or people come into somebody's office or something like that you come into their space but you are going into somebody's personal home personal space and like you said rolando at the beginning is that you see a lot of the dirty laundry that a lot of people you know don't want their guests to see usually um fortunately so let's let's <laughs> let's flip it one more time what can somebody do to make you guys make your guys's job easier and make it a little more comfortable make you comfortable in a in a, in a room because i think that's probably the, the courteous thing to do if you're having somebody come into your home to work on something you know obviously you want them to, to feel comfortable my well my one of my opinions is I, if you're going to follow me around talk to me I get a lot of people that, and I understand I'm in your domicile. Like I, you don't trust me. You want to watch what I'm doing. I'm not, you know, installing hidden cameras and stuff, but it's just, it makes me feel weird. Like I can't, you know, I have to look over my shoulder when, okay, what are you doing? You're quiet back. Are you still back there? Okay. Like, you know, carry on a, a conversation. If you're going to watch me, I, I respect people's property and stuff. If you, you want to know what they're doing in your house so sure. it just makes makes us a little less edgy i suppose mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense i would say not have mannequin parties <laughs> that sounds pretty solid that's the weird that's like that straight be, out of a movie yeah that Seriously. would, that would like hills have out. eyes yeah, yeah. Remember that in the test zone like mm. he had all the mannequins yeah, yeah. that's crazy um so oh, i would say ahead. i'm sorry Steve, go ahead. no no go ahead 
Uh, know where we have to work and get it ready. Um, yeah. A lot of the times uh, we're going to a master bedroom, let's say, and there's a large amount of money sitting on the dresser. Dude, people do that so much. Yeah. It's like, really? it's like a so, test. Uh, yeah, we're, we're supposed to ask them, can you please put any kind of valuables to the side? Sure. Because if yeah. something was missing, the first thing that pops to their head is... You we guys had, were there. We were here. Yeah. Um, if we have to jump behind a dresser and they know that's where we have to go, mm-hmm. have it moved you know, for us to work. Yeah. Because if we're having to move furniture to get to where we're going and they're not aware what's back there and they didn't know the husband had a 12-gauge shotgun that was ready and fully ready to go. Racked and ready. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost think people do that on purpose. They put money out. Like I've seen you? Yeah. yeah it's, like a, like, it's like a bait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and they might have cameras on you. Yeah. That's crazy. Saying, so that's And I've seen... I've worked in some like ritzy areas and they'll be like $100 bills out and I'm like, what... Yeah. Okay. I've seen firearms. You're like, is that my tip? Or... <laughs> right. Well, and that's that brings me to another interesting question about home security. What have you learned from seeing people's uh, home security or lack of maybe that you you've ta- like lessons that you've taken to heart? Have you kind of seen anything like, wow, I like because you know you, maybe you see a house that has a door unlocked or like a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks sitting on the dresser? Like you're just gonna like you said, people do that all the time. They leave yeah. that right there. Like how dumb do you have to be? You know? Mm-hmm. Like do you have any like lessons that you've taken? into heart that way maybe for your own home security well i won't have a thousand bucks laying around like that yeah. <laughs> i don't either and if i did i'd have a firearm in place of it right so. right um you're just more conscious of what uh who's coming into the house and know that uh i wouldn't do anything to in- try to intimidate who's coming in and and i would expect that in return basically mm-hmm I'm a locked door fan. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Tell the girlfriend like she, she would always leave you know her doors unlocked where she lived, and then moved in and like she now she locks doors too. I was just like I'm a security fan. Like I even when you're home, yeah, lock the doors absolutely. And that's a, that's a thing. Even and I'm gonna get off a little bit, but Let's getting into in, the weeds, Let's getting go. into your car. And I don't want the listeners to start you know thinking about like when you get into a car, do you lock your doors? Because a lot of people in Southern California, and I, I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of a lot of people will wait. If you watch the active self protection videos, you'll see this. But they'll wait, be, be, you know, until the guy has gotten into the driver's side and got their keys out. They're distracted and they have their keys out of their pocket, so that person doesn't have to fight it if they're just going to steal the car or whatever. It's That's really when they're going to attack. So if you easy, easy yep, target, it's an easy target. So you shut your door and you lock it, and then you can put your your keys into the ignition and and do your thing. But because if anything happens, you were you would be able to just drive away. I mean, they can punch out the glass or something, but they're probably gonna just run away because they don't have that easy access to it. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, do you guys have any, like, because you guys have vehicles that you drive, you Mm -hmm. know, from house to house. Have you ever had a situation where somebody, you know, approaches your vehicle or do you have any kind of protocol for that that you've developed? Or is there that kind of not usually a thing? I, I, for one, I carry one of those collapsible batons. Mm -hmm. Like that's, um, that's right there as a pocket in my driver's side door. And. I, got, I really have to stay away from watching those road rage video, road rage <laughs> videos on YouTube. And I'm just like, yeah, what would you? Oh, you're okay. No. I did have a guy. He cut me off, and 
I just like I threw my hands up like thanks dude and he didn't like that and he pulled his window down and he's all yelling at me and stuff pull over pull over. we'll see what's up and I was like is this it is this, this is what I've trained for no. <laughs> um, do you have any idea who you're talking to <laughs> right but uh no, I should. I I am guilty of not locking the door when I get in. I, I I don't think it's a natural thing. It's something that you have to train, but you think about it. It it is something that's it because we want to see America or not America, but we want to see our area as safe, right? We want to feel like that we shouldn't have to worry, but it, it it is a good idea to be a little proactive. Yeah, it's I sometimes. I will say I'll, I'll carry that because we have to get into backyards too. That's another thing. Those are, mm. and that, man, this is where Preach I, it, Scott. I, I <laughs> get my soapbox out. I wish, I wish people knew like the, like you guys were talking about the other week, Castle Claws and the stand your ground deal. It's like your backyard. You can't like, you can't pull a gun on someone. It's brandishing a firearm. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. They just think, a lot of people are in the mind frame of that's my property, get off. Mm-hmm. And as I guess service workers, we we have easement rights that we have to. Like if you're if you're pulling the system or something like that, shutting them off. Just, well, well, just maintenance. Like if there's oh, eas- if there's easement on yeah. easement. Yeah. If there's equipment in someone's backyard or we have to get through the backyard, um, that's always a problem because it's usually like. But we always knock on doors and stuff, though. Right. Let's say Mark's feed is yeah. in Ricky's backyard, and Ricky is not home. We, uh, we'll look, check for dogs. If we have access to the yard, fine. We get in, and then let's say, let's say Ricky comes home and sees two gentlemen in his backyard. What is he supposed to think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, people get upset about that, and I've had, I've had the cops called twice. That I can really? Remember. Yeah, and. The sheriff shows up and they're like, "Dude, what, why am I wasting my time on this? What are you like, doing? just let yeah. him back there." And yeah, one guy threatened to beat my head in with a crowbar, which was the story was kind of he was kind of weird. Like I asked him, he, I was looking over the fence because there was a common area, and I was like, I was looking at a map because we had to service some of the the equipment there. And he pops out of the fog and he's like, "Can I help you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're with blah blah blah." We need to access equipment and, and uh, service it. He's like, "No, you're not getting back here." I was like, "Well, we, you know, <laughs> can we please?" I, I was nice with him. Yeah. And then he got hostile and he's like, "You step foot in the backyard, I'm going to beat you over the head with a crowbar." And I was like, "Is this what we're doing today?" Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we exchanged a few choice words, and he was in just like regular t-shirt and and like pant or shorts or whatever, and. I was like, okay, and the supervisor shows up. He comes running out the house with like full camo, <laughs> like commando <laughs> style. Yeah, like nunchucks in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he is, and he points right at me. You and I. Are did, you, how did you even see him? I <laughs> with the camo. I heard. I just heard a voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he. I don't know what he was trying. I think. I think it might have been an intimidation factor. Like he had, oh, you know, yeah, just like look what I am and. Not to knock any service members or anything. My best friends are, you know, Marines. But it's just like, why? I was just, I'm trying to be nice to you, and this guy's being super aggressive. Calls the police, and they show up, and it's like, I hate dealing with these. It's like people don't understand. Like, just, you know, 
let him back there. Of course, I had to stay out on the street because he didn't like me. <laughs> That's fine. But yikes! It just it seems like it's just such a hassle for no reason, yeah. and when you could have probably been done in. 30 minutes or less or something. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to break anything. Yeah. Um, Maybe he was worried that you were going to put some kind of a listening device in there and, and like his tinfoil hat problem was going to catch up. <laughs> Ron, you're going to very try, offended by that. You're going to tinfoil hat. <laughs> My tinfoil hat is left at home. <laughs> um, now, let me ask you this. Would you guys, if you could carry weapons on you or carry firearms on you um, while you're at work, would you? Yeah. I... Um, if it was allowed, I wouldn't. As long as the customer would not, uh, if they're cool with it. Well, I wouldn't say if they're cool with it. Well, well you don't want to make people uncomfortable. That's kind of like you know strapping a dead deer to your hood. You're and right. giving is, the wrong image. This is up, why uh, maybe I can carry. This is why you carry appendix. Maybe oh, there he goes with that appendix. Carry. appendix it's the best carry, carry ever. <laughs> it's the yeah, official. We, it's the official carry style of the Range Minded Podcast. Actually, <laughs> three out of three hosts agree it's the best way. Um, but what, what if the what if the uh, the the protocol or the policy for your company was you can carry a concealed firearm if it's completely concealed and there's no way for the customer yes. to see it? Yeah, absolutely. That one hundred percent. Yeah. You think and no question, no question. Yeah. If it if it doesn't if it's out of sight out of mind, um, ankle holsters. Yeah, we got yeah. boots. Now now would you be comfortable with all not to throw your co-workers under the bus but maybe all other uh, people in the industry doing the same oh hell no no no, 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 no. <laughs> i'm sorry i've got even friends that are like that have gotten their concealed weapons and like can i just take it out if some guy wants to beat me up and i'm like no please just get away from me and give me that we, like we we have a class for that yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got we've got multiple classes for that. Oh, absolutely. It's and like the whole thing just if out of sight out of mind is perfect cuz you you're in someone's private residence. Maybe they're not, you know, pro gun. And that's fine. If you don't like guns, that's that's your prerogative and I'm not going to, you know, yeah. shove my beliefs on you, but I don't want the last thing I want to do is make someone uncomfortable mm-hmm. and do sure. that. Um, you know, like like the open carrying ARs and Walmart and stuff. It's yeah. like yeah. You're, you're, you're asking you're for it. Giving everybody a bad name. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I, I don't like playing poker with my cards face up. Mm-hmm. So why are you? Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really actually a really good way of putting it. I like Very that. Good. So, Step off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Steve, do you have any questions for these guys? I, I do have a question. So we may or may not have other listeners that are in similar industries as, as you guys. Would there be any advice or anything for, for their safety that you would give them? Beware of your surroundings. Oh, to the, yeah, to the max. These active self-protection videos, like they're, I, they're I, awesome. Yeah. I, we need to have him on the podcast. No. Oh yeah. That would be Korea. phenomenal. Would, at least reach out to him. I'll try to reach out to him, see if he would do it. That would be neat. I'd say we have 38 listeners. I would, We're good. <laughs> I would listen. Yeah. Um, but, that, that's and, what I... will go ahead. And six of them are on the podcast right That's right. Five, five <laughs> no, right. Half of our <laughs> listeners are talking right now. So, um, Yeah, that was, I guess, one of my questions, too. Um, and, and if we went over it already, that's fine. But, you know, if I were to, you know, start at, at your job, you know, and, and it was my first day or first week or something like that, what would you guys tell me to keep my eyes out for? Um, just odd behavior in general you can you can get a feel for people 
Um, if they're acting like they're trying to hide something, um, if they're like kind of a, or erratic behavior, like they're like they're nervous, like making a lot of movement, um, that kind of those are kind of triggers that I would say pay attention to. Um, obviously, your environment, like what shape, uh, what kind of shape is their house in? Um, I thought you were going to say what kind of shape are they in. That too. <laughs> Can they outrun they, you? <laughs> yeah, right. CrossFit. I'm going to talk about CrossFit. <laughs> well, because all of this is really, I mean, applicable, like we talked about, to everyday life for anybody. You know, if you, if, you, if you see erratic behavior or people acting weird or you're in a weird environment, yeah, you've got to pay attention. I think that's kind of the, the biggest thing at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, you got to train yourself to look like what's, like you said before, like what's odd. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that guy sitting in the corner? Or, you know, why is he following me right behind me? Like, what's just just pay attention to that. The more in the yellow you are, the better off you're going to be. If you were to start day one, I would just have you watch how I'm doing. And this is what I'm looking for. And as you're following me around, you'll I'll kick down nuggets of info. Just catch this. Look at this. And yeah. Specific examples. It might be a good class, actually. To, to do that to you know maybe a seminar to have one of you guys over and you know, know. we can we can invite some real situational real awareness agents and we can talk and we can actually watch watch some active self protection you guys can share some of your stories i think that's awesome i'd be down so that. maybe yeah. maybe that's a thought i, I think yeah. that mannequin story would be a hit <laughs> that's a mannequin I, yeah i can't that's got is that is that gotta be that's gotta be the weirdest thing that, that's happened by far is probably the weirdest how I mean, many mannequins? Like, no, I'm, I'm talking about thirty. Oh. <laughs> it was a party, and, bro. And it was it was a, uh, a trailer home. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a manufactured home on concrete. But you walk in there and you're moving side to side, trying to get by. And so, so it was like music blurred and everything. Like, was it no like, music? It was dead quiet. Silent disco. Dead oh, quiet. My and gosh. It, as you're walking through and, and you setting up where you're working you can hear him talking to these mannequins no and the dude. conversation he's having i'm like oh dude i know i'm gonna be hitting the head do you remember what he was talking about i'm just curious now you're sinking us into the no, story he, he was asking, are you having a good time susan that, i remember his name susan <laughs> oh, he was talking susan. To, yeah and he, he was just going off and he was talking to these mannequins and i was like oh man he'd hurry up and get this done because <laughs> so yeah, i'm gonna be able they must have been amazing conversations that he was having. Imagine what they were saying back to him. Right? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, so oh, if, only, if only. Yeah. So I'm going to be a little biased here, but is SoCal like way weirder than Idaho? Like Idaho's probably oh completely gosh. normal. <laughs> yeah. So in the area that I was in, it was on the other side of Palm Springs. Okay. So you get a lot of uh, eccentric writers, a lot of porn producers. Oh, okay. Kinda, it's one of those... Um, I gotta you, live somewhere, you, I guess. You, you, walk, you walk into houses and they're drug houses. Okay. I've had instances where I'm I'm talking really great with the, the homeowner, and uh, people are coming in, twelve people in and out all the time. Really? So as I'm in the living room working, he he slams the door shut and he starts yelling at this group. You have no idea if this cable man's from the feds. You don't know anything. Bleep bleep bleep. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just kind of. Dude, I'm just I'm just working. Man. <laughs> you're just paying, I'm just, just working. Paying, yeah, you know these tall guys are looking at me like you're right. He could be a cop right now. Oh my god! Dude, don't, don't look at me, dude. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I don't think you really have that much. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's some there's crime everywhere, but I mean, compared to that area, that's it's just because it's got to be such a super concentrated area of like you said, like 
all different kinds of eccentricity. Yeah. You know, I've had uh, people try to home invade my house. I've had, uh, as the day before we moved out here, uh, cleaning out my home, having stuff in a big eight foot dumpster or whatever. Yeah. 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 People are going through it two o'clock in the morning, throwing stuff out. You know, Man. it's just, uh, it's a different like world raccoons. out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, uh, you know, Chicago's a big city too, you know, and there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in Chicago in the area or whatever, but I feel like Southern California is just literally a whole nother world, whole nother yeah. world. Yeah. So I wish I had some stories. I mean, my, some of my weirdest ones, this lady had pet iguanas that I was hooking up service for, <laughs> for, for, she Wait. had a room for Wait, her. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. No, that's the thing. Like the iguanas needed service. Yes. They, oh, okay. They needed, yeah. And she named them. She introduced me. Did you shake their hands? I, was, I looked at her. And I was like, I just want to go home. I will say Idaho <laughs> does have its fair share of weird. And the road rage, the drivers, oh, my God. People cannot drive here, man. No. See, Rolando you, knows. Hey, he you knows. just offended all here. of your people. Well, I don't, I don't all of your listeners one, know. I don't we care from Chicago. <laughs> you guys don't know how to drive in Idaho. That's ridiculous. You think this is nothing, man. Utah is way worse. Steve, you've driven with me. You know I drive with purpose. That's a scary word yeah. to use. Yeah. With, purpose. with purpose? Whether you like it or not, I'm merging into your lane. I have places, <laughs> I have places to go. I need to get out of my way. Yeah, um, yeah no, but uh, I think we can uh, we can close on that. Is there anything else uh, maybe we didn't cover that, uh, you know, about firearms or about your guys' job and, and um, situational awareness and kind of keeping your, uh, your head on a swivel that we didn't cover? Um. Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just just be aware. It's there's so much crazy stuff out there, and well, that's exactly why we wanted to bring you on because you know we we obviously we talk a lot in hypotheticals, and we have a couple of examples from from our lives about just weird things or situational awareness or, or situations that could have been or whatever. But you guys are really out there every single day, seeing the world kind of as it really is. Especially you know when 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 we're in our offices or in our shops or whatever, you know, sitting there all day. You guys are out there seeing what what's happening when we're all at work you know because you guys are out there so um we're in your home <laughs> we're under your house yeah <laughs> but i just i and i you know i want to thank you guys for for taking some time to share your experiences and uh and you know share it with us tonight so Absolutely. thanks for having us on yeah do you so, guys do you guys have any questions for us <laughs> can we come back for the next no yes <laughs> <laughs> Let's just all talk guns. Yes. Yeah, they're, right. They're regulars now. Yeah. They're regular hosts. Well, because I bet you, too, is that uh, after dealing with the people, with the population and people for hours and hours coming shooting uh, at the range is probably a, a really nice stress relief, yeah. right? It's it's a passion. It's, it, it is. It's, I almost wish that I was addicted to drugs or something because I'd have a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. I'd have more money, and well, I pretty much live here, so that's... Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, but I ended up turning myself around. Oh, for crying out loud! I didn't even think about the horrible return of the dad joke, but there it was. <laughs> yeah, so there's another good thing too. If you have a stressful job where you have to deal with people all the time, just start shooting. Yeah. At a shooting range, pick up yeah, pick up the sport of I'm shooting. I'm glad you qualified at that. the shooting range. Yeah, I qualified. <laughs> I didn't pull a Ricky there. We're all right. So. Stress, stressful day at the office. Just start shooting. <laughs> start shooting. <laughs> just shooting at home. Yeah, right. I see, the walls, shoot everything. I see a meme. 
<laughs> so anyway, well, thank you guys very much. We'll close on that. Um, if you have a, a question for Rolando or Scott, um, let us know. Podcast at iishooting.com. Give us a post at uh, uh, facebook.com uh, slash podcast. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank See you. ya. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.